0: All right, thanks everyone for tuning in. I've got John Gordon Hill. Do people say your entire name like that? Is that normal?
1: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm John, (laughs) of course, but uh, there's a lot of John Hills in the business. So.
0: Oh yeah, nice to get that Gordon in there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh,
1: length. It's a very short name. Otherwise, it just goes right by. (laughs) uh,
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, If you're just tuning in, feel free to comment uh, in the window if you have any questions or or comments about what we're talking about. and we'll try to get to those uh, as we see them appear. Um, So just just briefly, uh, for those that don't know John, um, I actually don't know that much about you. I remember singing in the St. Paul's Episcopal Choir um, in the early aughts with you, and uh, some of my other singer friends were also there. But recently, uh, Vox 16, now Radiance, uh, did one of your pieces on our locally sourced program. So I know you as a composer and as a singer. Cool. Yeah, we, we did too. Yeah, we did too. So I, I know you as a composer, as a singer, but I know you do some other things. Um, so before we get into, I guess, the meat uh, of the conversation, maybe just tell tell people a little bit about you and what you do.
1: Okay. Uh, Actually, professionally, I'm a director and a cinematographer and have been involved in uh, film production and television production for like 45 years. Um, I do a lot of network television, um, a lot of television commercials in the years gone by. I've directed like 400 television commercials. I shot a lot of shows for Fox, CBS, Discovery, A&E, Lifetime, and PBS. A lot of documentary work of late. Uh, Probably the last thing that played everywhere here was uh, a documentary I made on the history of the 1962 Seattle World's Fair, which played on on PBS. Um, I've also been involved in education, uh, taught and lectured at the University of Washington, and uh, taught uh, film production at Seattle Central College, and then was uh, um, on a lot of organizations, I was on the board of trustees of Cornish College of the Arts for 11 years and was chair of the board for three years. So involved in a lot of issues around arts education and Cornish and music and theater and dance and everything else. And then um, I was, uh, I've was i also been involved with Youth Theatre Northwest for it's, since its inception 35 years ago and um, directed a lot of the plays there, directed a dozen plays at Youth Theatre Northwest. So done a lot of theater education with kids. <laughs> So in addition to singing uh, for the last 20 years, that was that's uh, with the St. Paul's Choir, which is a real joy. And I got to work with a lot of people who are now in Radiance. Um, yeah. So shout out to all my friends who heard me singing next to them for years. <laughs> and, uh, uh, have always been involved in music as well. So um, I, I'm active in the early music scene. Um, friends with a lot of the people you know, certainly Gus and other people. Uh, and I play the harpsichord and uh, study with Jolan Stoppels Dupree and was planning on giving a harpsichord recital. And we know what happened to recitals, so
0: yeah, we sure do.
1: So that's kind of uh, in a nutshell um, my background. Um, when all of this happened, when um, I think it was March 11th, uh, Governor Inslee said that basically any venues larger than 250 was shut down immediately. And then within a few days after that, it was pretty much down to 10. And then it was down to zero. And all of my many friends who are um, performing artists were suddenly without venues. And it was, it was very scary. Everyone was instantly unemployed. And so I uh, wrote a Facebook post uh, saying we have all this production capabilities in this community and all of these performing artists, can we put the two together and actually uh, create a system and a situation where the performing artists who are without venues can suddenly um, have a place online to perform, to stream. Mm -hmm. Most people are involved in streaming it one way or another anyway, so it was not a completely new idea. But what we found in in working this out and as other people came on board and we Hashed out and talked out the idea. The real problem was not so much production ability. Um, I mean, Mark, you, you are you are a very good audio engineer and uh, te- technical. Oh, you have a lot of chops already. Uh, if I may take a moment, that Carolyn Shaw video that Radiance did. If you haven't seen it, see <laughs> it out. It is the most beautiful thing I have seen. I can't tell you. It was oh, just-
0: thank you, John. That's very kind of you.
1: Um, Anyway, we found what we found was that people didn't know where to find this stuff um, you know that that everyone had their own little individual site and so we thought what we need to do is create a hub, a central aggregator for all Northwest performing artists so audiences can just come to that hub and find their favorite artists and link through them, but also be able to surf that hub and discover new people that they hadn't come right. across before.
0: So, John, you're talking about Northwest Art Streaming Hub now. Are, right. Was this something that developed, uh, kind of, as a response uh, to the crisis?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, what happened was I put out this this call on Facebook, and some people that I knew um, and or people that were associated with them, particularly Lily Raby, who works for the company Skanduzzi Krebs, which is a very High-level, lovely uh, arts advisory company. Um, Lily got a hold of me and said, "This is great. What can we do?" And she has really been the the driver, taking the ball and run with it, and assembled this really high-powered group of people. So, um, Carlos Scanduzzi came in, who I've known for years. Um, Joseph Krebs uh, uh, also came involved. John Bedino. Uh, who is a um, long-time video uh, uh, company and uh, streaming company and been involved a lot with major corporations here. Um, All of these people started out, you know, Lily, Carlo, John, Joseph, and really took the ball and ran with it. And that's the whole thing. You do something like this, you can't do it yourself and you can't even begin to do it yourself. It's mostly about the people you attract. And right now we've got like an A team of some of the best connected, finest um, people in the in the art scene um, mm-hmm. and, and government that are actively involved in this. So, so yeah. there,
0: that's that's awesome. And um, so, it's been com- It's been likened to maybe by the Stranger article, like a Netflix for um, digital art streaming to the for Pacific Northwest artists. Is that is that going to just be for sort of local Pacific Northwest artists, or is this something that uh, will expand?
1: Well, you know, we've, we've got like a bit of a, a proof of concept thing going on right now, right? So we're going <laughs> we're on board. Uh, we're saying, OK, this is the idea. This is what we're going to try and do. And let's um, see how it plays out. Uh, we want to start with Northwest because um, really we need to give aid and and assistance to the people in our backyard in our neighborhood yeah Um, and that's really what we're trying to do um because you know if we opened it up right away nationally i think we'd be you know overwhelmed with you know new york and la and chicago and everything else so we really are trying to support our local artists and our emerging artists but i would be lying to you if i said we hadn't thought about this in terms of it being um a national a possible national thing um, and right. the, the the name nash was chosen <laughs> with the idea in mind that at some point we become the national arts streaming hub oh uh, nice yeah <laughs> and, and we, we do love the netflix analogy cuz let's face it we're all home alone we're surfing netflix all the time it's an easy analogy for people to get and mm-hmm. I love the idea you know you can go on and see featured featured works this is hot right now check out this artist you know and then each one of the categories of, of dance music theater um you know arts education cabaret all of these different different aspects we will have buttons you can click through and you know go to those art forms and see the people who are working in those sites and it won't just be organizations again individual artists and organizations there as well uh-huh but one of the big things we're trying to put in this as an income stream back to our artists we want very robust kind of friction-free donate buttons paywalls i feel that's appropriate yeah so that generates money back to the artists
0: yeah i want to i want to get into that a little bit later uh, because that's clearly a key part of this mission um though before that is it up yet and if and if not when can we when can we uh have a look, when, when will it be launched?
1: It's uh, gonna have a kind of a soft launch about midweek this week. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're- we're get on
0: that soft launch viewing business, or is that uh, just- No,
1: inter- no, you can come on board as soon as that happens. Um, the URL is gonna be nwartstream.org. Okay. So you're out there, get a pen and a pencil, nwartstream.org. And um, check it out probably Wednesday, Thursday in that vicinity, um, and we're gonna we're gonna do you know as I say it's a soft launch kind of idea. But the idea is really that we're gonna have people um, you know submitting work all the time. We put out applications for people to submit. Uh, we want uh, as broad a, a range as we can, and then we're gonna be also live streaming events. So there may be a big launch event that live streams that will draw viewers to Nash. But right now, our task is to put as many people out there on the idea that this thing exists, you know, check it
0: out. Yeah, I saw a few links going around for artists or organizations that wanted to submit content um, for the site. Uh, I did recently submit the Seattle Broke Orchestra uh, and Bird Ensemble Messiah there. Um, so is that is that is that something you're inviting all artists to do or only you okay um Um, the
1: main thing for us is really um we want to have a a standard a standard of quality for nash so we're really looking to say you know send us as 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 fine a quality audio and video as you can yeah Um, the other thing though is and this is another aspect of nash is that for artists who don't have major technical chops in this world in this realm mm-hmm. um, we're there for you that if you have difficulties or you're submitting something that's maybe not quite as good as you'd like it to be or you have sound problems or whatever we can lend mics we can lend lights we can send technical people to help you uh make the work better and so we want to make sure that everybody has the option of creating uh as good a work as as mark david obenza does
0: um, oh, so- man. That's very kind of you. Um, yeah, and, and just so everyone knows, we will post these links in the description here after after this interview is over. Um, this live interview will become just a normal video uh, after we're done, so people can still share it around if they'd like. So what's the... So can you tell us more about the concept of this? I mean, we know we know kind of its mission and what you, know, you want to... The point of it, but can you tell us more about the experience of what it will be like um, to kind of interact with this uh, new new platform?
1: Well, the important thing to realize about it is it's um, an aggregation site. You know we'll take stuff from everywhere and the stuff might live on youtube it might live on vimeo it might live on twitch it might live on any number of platforms we're going to be putting up links and like facebook you'll stay maybe stay inside the nash world but be linked through to where those those particular works are being hosted um the experience for the Audience member that come somebody coming onto the site is they'll come onto the site, there'll be a, there'll be banners where this, this is featured right now, or this is hot, or you know, you can scroll through and see that. But then there will be buttons for each of the art forms. And say you click on music, there may be subdividing buttons of, of genres. So you have classical, jazz, or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, once you click through there, there'll be a, basically a menu like like you would see on on Facebook uh, or of uh, Netflix of artists. And basically you can say, oh, see this, or there's a live stream coming up or click through to that. Once you click through to that, you'll have that particular work. And there may be a, a very prominent donate button. And, and the message of Nash will be clear. Nash is here to support the artists and you're here because you want to see the artists. So if you love the artists and you love the work, give them five bucks, give them 10 bucks, you know, give them some mm-hmm. click, click through a donation. Um, we think because of the reach of the internet, it might be even more lucrative than people think that, that, you know, if for artists, if, if it's pulling in 500 or a thousand bucks a month, Hey, that's something. And, you know, it might be more than that. The other thing that's very cool about it, of course, is it's the internet. People can be watching this stuff in Johannesburg and Singapore, and I mean, it's worldwide. So there's a chance that artists will be seen by audiences that would never reach otherwise, even particularly in a live venue.
0: So will you be mining links yourselves or is this solely an artist um, sort of opt-in situation?
1: uh well we'll be soliciting people it's a it's a two-way street you know i mean we want the artists to opt in because i mean there's the there's the artists that are the kind of the no-brainer you'd go to them anyway because wow you know that of course they're major major venues major artists whatnot but we're kind of biased towards uh young new emerging artists we want people that um are trying to build audiences to come on board, to reach out to us, to say, hey, this is what I'm doing. And we can take a look at the work and and say, yeah, that's Nash quality work. We will definitely host that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The other thing that's really, really important and it's baked into the concept from the beginning is a a strong commitment to racial and gender equity and to reach Mm -hmm. out to artists and communities who've been traditionally underserved um, so that we have as broad and diverse an offering offerings as we can, and that we're, our offerings are all 100% accessible. So we're uh, encouraging uh, strong use of captioning uh, in live performances where it's appropriate to have ASL signing, um, and basically create, uh, you know, from the very beginning, an idea that NASH is a platform that is an instrument for gender and racial equity in the arts and for broadcasting to as wide an audience as possible that we don't have any accessibility limitations or anything like that or it doesn't just favor you know the major established uh, companies and forms but everybody
0: yeah so it sounds like is that is the um, is that going to be achieved by who you reach out to, or will there be um will that be reflected in the the platform interface um, your uh, your mission to reach out to underserved communities? I think in the stranger article it said one of the goals is to spread the word and to help center racial, gender, and social equity on the platform? And that was actually one of my questions. Um, is that going to be reflected in how the platform is presented? um, Or is that just a a kind of reaching out, you know, to get more uh, sort of diverse content uh, on the platform?
1: Kind of both. I mean, we're gonna, I, you know, it's not, nothing's finalized yet, but we may have some particular simple manifesto presented on the platform. You know, Mm -hmm. basically, this is who, what NASH stands for. And uh, as a way of encouraging both audiences and artists to reflect that. But it also means that we need to be um, aggressive in reaching out to underserved communities and artists and to make them feel like, yeah, this is for you. You're welcome here. Not only welcome here, we're, we're actively seeking you out. It's not, you know, it's, it's something we're trying to address uh, in, our, in, in our content and 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 we do that by going to communities and and saying okay we've seen your work or we've heard about you from so and so can you please submit something if you don't have something to submit can we help you
0: put- yeah i think i think that's actually a huge barrier for people um you know we made that caroline shaw radiance video and um which made the rounds i mean we for our measurements that basically went as viral as It could have possibly gone for us, a small radiance group. But, you know, hearing back from, you know, I hear from other choral singers and directors that want to do the same thing. They just don't know how to do it. And in fact, I think I I will do an episode about how, you know, how I do these things so people know, but I think a huge barrier to, for, for people getting their, their art out um, in digital form is, is just knowing how to do it like the the technology required and the and the understanding of the software so um i I think that's i think that part of the of nash the the sort of helping helping people have the getting people the tools to do it to get their content out there is a is really important
1: yeah yeah it's it's funny too because i mean Everybody watches TV, right? But they don't think much about it. They don't think about the, about the lighting. They don't think about the composition. They don't think about the miking. They don't think about all of these issues. And then, um, you know, we have these things in our pockets. These these smartphones, iPhones. They're awesome in terms of mm-hmm. what they're capable of recording. I mean, you can do a full 4K movie. The thing that's sitting in your pocket, you can edit it on the iPhone and everything else. But you have to know how to do it. Yeah. And you have to think about it. You have to think about um, composition. You have to think about uh, maybe the microphone in the in the iPhone isn't the best. Maybe you can, you can supplement that with something that's not too difficult. Lighting's a huge issue. I mean, people, you know, they they create situations where suddenly they're just in silhouette because they've got this huge light source behind them, and you can't even see what's going on. Um, so little little advice and mentoring and training like that you know, then you have old cameramen like myself going, don't hold your phone vertically, turn it sideways. <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Um,
0: yeah.
1: So, so all of these little things, you know, that people, if they need help um, with a camera person, you know, we can provide that we can hook them up with really first class technical people who are doing this for a living. Um, maybe they don't maybe they just need advice maybe they just need mentoring they just you know saying put the mic here put the camera here put the light there boom you're good um and and but we want to make sure that that's that's not weird arcane knowledge that only people who are in the video world know that should be something everybody knows because i mean what we're doing right now this is the world we live in right everybody's nobody's everybody's watching screen so you might as well have something good on the screen for them to watch Um, oh yeah
0: this is a new world for all of us for the foreseeable future so we got to get used to this um that's great so we have a we had a question come in um let's see um a fellow singer a wonderful soprano jolly greenleaf Ask this. Can you address exactly how this helps artists? It sounds like you're asking for free content, which can be very expensive to produce. Yes, I do know this. Uh, to add to your site without payment to artists except for possible donate buttons. Maybe I missed something here. I'd like to learn more.
1: Sure. Um, well, first, we'll start with, with um, the fact that what we're trying to create here is a venue for the artists. And Nash itself will be funded 100% outside of Nash. We'll raise money out separately uh, to, fund the, to fund things. And um, that means that any money that's generated through the site will go directly to the artist. Um, the thing about, I mean, in other words, there's nothing, Nash doesn't, Nash offers this free to artists but they're asked for nothing in return we don't the artist doesn't pay nash the artist doesn't do anything uh, back to nash nash is funded outside of that so that any monies that are generated 100 percent goes to the artist it's actually up to the artist how they want to monetize that um mm-hmm. certain artists it may be appropriate to sell tickets to a live streamed event It may make sense for certain artists to say, put it behind a paywall. So you subscribe to my podcasts or my streaming, and I get revenue that way. To other artists who are perhaps not as well-known, don't think that they would um, be able to generate money, uh, you know, on on the strength of their name because they're not well-known, then it would be more appropriate for them to have the, the donate button. So, that you see, you, there's no cost to the viewer to experience their work. But once they're inside, they have the opportunity to contribute to the artist as they see fit. Um, what we're providing is basically a free, wide ranging, broad reaching platform. And that's really what we're giving to the artists. Um, so, that's really the relationship. The idea is to say, this is a service for you as an artist to get your work in front of hundreds of thousands of people, millions even, we don't know, um, and at no, at no expense to you. Um, the cost of the creating the work, well, actually that's a cost that everyone has to bear. And there are ways to defray that. We can help with that as well. Um, but for us, you know, we're gonna have to, to keep NASH sustained just right at the beginning level. We're going to have to raise about twenty-five thousand dollars a month outside of this. To- twenty-five
0: thousand dollars a month?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, we're we're talking about a site that's managed with the staff. We're talking about you know, there there are all kinds of other um, financial and legal requirements we need to do to uh, keep this site up, but we're going to raise that outside of that. It's not going to be something where we're taking a cut or we're taking 5% or 10% or anything like that. Yeah, The, the concept for us is 100% for the artist. And, and oh, yeah. so in answer to the question, Nash itself doesn't actually get anything from the artist. Nash creates a venue for the artist. It's service,
0: yeah, it's a service um, that artists can use, yeah.
1: It's as if we were providing a hall free of charge and saying, okay, you as an artist aren't paying nothing for this venue but you will have to you know sell tickets you will have to you know do what you do to to raise the funds but that's what that's what the plan would be yeah
0: so this is all this all <clears throat> interests me because this relates to one of my main concerns today um, about about how digital media is so available now uh, mm-hmm. the the digital world for better for worse has made media more accessible than ever before so you know people now can just get what literally whatever content they want you know using a streaming service um that they just that they pay not very much money for uh, in fact people are you know cater their playlist to their mood and and they've kind of lost touch with the artists that actually made them so it's it and with everyone on social media, the game now is about attracting people to your work by posting sort of free ver- free digital content, um, free versions of yourself, as I like to say. And, and it's odd to think in the not so distant past, we, you know, artists were maybe a generation ago, artists were able to make, you know, money selling CDs and actually selling their content. Um, so my my I've, I've been thinking a lot about how artists now survive in this kind of landscape and you know when we're constantly you know we'll make you know as a recording engineer we 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 make the decision to uh, cds are expensive but you know when we post a live recording of of um you know a piece from a concert that gets... That'll get more attention than and and more clicks than a produced you know recording that will that will release and um, so we're constantly competing with free versions of ourselves and so you know I, I wonder how you know how do artists make money now? Um, one thing that's been interesting uh, is the Patreon model. Mm-hmm. Where people um, and, and it sounds like you're going to include. On Nash, a donate button, but also the option to, um, you know, pay that artist monthly or uh, subscribe to that artist. And um, I, I wonder if, if Nash has considered um, being a script a subscription model like Netflix, where people can pay um, for the service and that money can be. Uh, distributed to the artists um that that to me my best answer for how we go forward as artists is at the moment advocating for some kind of subscription model kind of like Patreon where you know you only where people that subscribe to you or that that pay you get exclusive content um and and that you know artists like myself Need to rethink, you know, just throwing everything on social media uh, for free. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess have you thought about Nash being more of like a, a of a Netflix model in that sense?
1: Yes, um, I mean let's back up to the start of Nash. I mean, where where this whole idea originated was really about getting money to artists. I mean, that mm-hmm. was the point um, because all of our friends, all of our closest associates suddenly without venues i mean they were unemployed so the question was what can we do to create an income stream back to the artists based on their work based on their audience based on what they do best so they you know provide the work they post it on this site and it can uh, or the link to it is posted on this site which could be a link to a patreon account you know it could be a link to a subscription i mean so you basically say yeah, here's how you subscribe to our work. Um, in terms of Nash itself, I mean, never mind, we don't have any track record. We're just, we're b- literally brand new. We're just getting off the ground. So we mm-hmm. need to people to come to the site in the first place. And we had a sense that, you know, if we were launching something that nobody knew what it was, and we were charging people off the off, right off the get-go, we would have a hard time attracting viewers. I mean, people wouldn't take the chance, you know, and that... Our feeling was for a lot of younger and emerging artists and and people that aren't well known it's also very difficult to set themselves up as a as a pay pay to play kind of situation because people won't do it they won't they don't know what they're clicking through to you know they yeah. definitely pay to play for the metropolitan opera or the seattle symphony or something like that because that's a known quantity uh right but we're 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 we feel like those organizations will do well and they'll take care of themselves but for smaller organizations and artists you know we need to give people an opportunity to see the work and then uh, be able to pay for it as a result of that it's the conundrum the same conundrum you're wrestling with you know basically are looking at how much do we give away to attract an audience and at what point are we giving away the store i mean we, we want to get paid for our work and you know, that's one of the things, for instance, uh, you know, Scanduzzi Krebs as a company is sort of teaching artists how to fish. You know, the whole idea is how do we set you up so you're getting compensated fairly for your work? Um, you're right. Uh, you know, the digital world has not been kind to artists. It's, it's really beat up a lot of people. Do,
0: do you see Nash ideally becoming kind of a Netflix subscription service where people pay?
1: everything's on the table. Honestly, Uh everything's on the table. And um, we're kind of seeing, like, for instance, if we suddenly start getting, you know, 100,000 unique visitors a day, um, we're going to be looking for ways to monetize that to see, okay, if we go to a subscription service, are we suddenly going back down to 5,000 visitors a day? Or, you know, is it better to have a huge uh viewership and find out figure out other ways to get people to pay for the work um we don't know we're 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 feeling our way
0: yeah this this is brand new territory for anybody
1: um but the idea you know when 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 the phrase netflix for the arts came up that resonated with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. um with us it resonated and it's sort of like okay um maybe that's Maybe that is a uh, maybe that is a good way to go, but we're not there yet. Um, and we want to we want to see you know if we were to create a subscription service that uh, where we split the revenues with the artists, that's a possible model. But then on the other hand, we want to look at that and say, well, honestly, what's the bottom line with that? Would more would is more money going to the artists that way, or is more money going to the artists when you have an opportunity to pay directly to individual artists you like? Yeah. Um, and and we'll only trip time will tell. We'll find out. But I want to make it clear that the objective of Nash from its very first inception is to support artists, to put money in the hands of artists. We're only raising money outside to support the uh superstructure that that is Nash, the you know, the staffing and the and, and everything else that is Nash that's all we're raising money for. It's not, it's not a for-profit venture. Um, For those of us who are founders, um, we're actually on the, uh, the money's going the other way. We, we put up the money to, we put up the funds to start this. So we're actually donors, not (laughs) recipients uh, just to make it clear, you
0: know? um, Yeah. And and it makes sense that uh, with a new venture like this and a, you know, relatively unknown, organization and service, you would you wouldn't want to start out asking, you know, people to pay to to participate or pay to watch rather. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all pokes at at some really fundamental questions for me, like, what is the real value of what artists offer? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with so much of this content already, you know, Mozart's Requiem or the Handel's Messiah, why would you pay Why would you pay to watch, you know, the millionth performance of Handel's Messiah on this site when you can watch it for free on YouTube or, um, on Facebook somewhere. And, and the only answer I can think of is maybe you do that because you want to support your, you know, a specific artist or your local artists. And, uh, and and it also pokes at, for me, the difference between, you know, the value of a performance that we that we get people to attend and experience live, versus a recording that we have um, produced so they can they can listen to it again and again. Um, this the COVID era has not been kind to the performance ventures, um, and I think that's quite a special component of art that we as artists as performers need to capitalize on um especially as more of our digital uh content is more and more available um especially now but we can't gather so we that is on the back burner making money off ticket sales to and and everybody's suffering uh in this way um so i i yeah so i'm Interested in how, in any efforts to kind of put you know like Nash to put to put musicians first and to put uh, to put money in in their hands more directly. Um, does I, I don't know. I said a lot just now. I, I, do you have any reactions to to that?
1: Sure. I mean, that, you, you're really getting to the heart of the matter. You know, we we really want to talk about this in broader you know philosophical historical terms where we are at this moment in time. Um, there was some concern: Is um, is this going to cannibalize audiences for live performances? I don't think so. I think it's going to whet their appetite for live performance. You know, if they're going to see something sensational, you know, if they're going to see your Carolyn Shaw video and go, oh "My God, that's gorgeous," the next time they see something, you know, Radiance is is actually performing live somewhere. Well, they're gonna they're gonna have a, a, a a reason to go see Radiance. Um, I don't think. In fact, one of the things that's happened with the collapse of selling digital music uh, as a, as an income stream for musicians is that the how live performances suddenly became much more crucial for all of, for all levels. This is really where the, the the money is for them is in the, is in live performances and touring. Um, uh, it, it's it's the same with live theater. Um, you know, there's really no substitute for sitting in an audience, breathing the same air with the actors, watching them perform in real time. What you're doing, otherwise, you know, you could stay home and watch a movie, but it isn't the same experience. Um, mm-hmm. So we're getting to the heart of what that's about. Uh, Nash, if it works at its best, will be able to put the work that would normally be playing in front of one or 200 people in front of thousands of people so that when the opportunity to go comes to see that stuff live they know what it is and yeah. that the messiah has been done a zillion times but they want to see you know stephen stubbs messiah they want to see you know a local artist who they know uh, do what they do best um and I think that that's, that's really what we're talking about is, is to say, let's, let's take this as a platform to get the work out to, uh, to audiences in the broadest possible way. The, the COVID-19 lockdown will end someday. It will be painfully slow. It will take much longer than any of us want it to. The venues aren't gonna open up tomorrow. You know We're not gonna be having concerts in June. It's just, you know, it's just, we, we, those of us who are looking at the situation realistically know how painful it is. But when it does pass and it will pass and live performance comes back on, um, this will still exist. It will still be there. And suddenly people who have companies and have uh, arts that they're offering to the public will see streaming as a part of the offer. It'll be, it'll be a part of their income stream, it will be part of what they do. When yeah. they reverse, they'll be thinking in terms of how do we shoot this, how do we videotape this? It'll be it, it will it will be in the mix and Nash will be there as a part of what they do. So they can say, okay, we're performing this at these dates and this venue, but it's also on Nash. And um, we may when we we may strategize about what do we put on Nash. We may put a teaser, we may put, you know, five, ten minutes on Nash, we may uh-huh. with it, the button, but to say, or here, this is by click here to buy tickets, you know, there it is. Um, So we haven't even begun to explore all the ways in which this can help artists, but we need to think about it in terms of what it was initially intended to do, which is to put money in the hands of artists, to support artists, you know, and to, to basically, create income streams and ways in which artists become compensated for their work. It's a fair but it'll be, that's what it'll be.
0: Yeah. So uh, one more question here um, from Jolly, another. Uh, Do professional artists need another platform where, the, where they provide content without compensation? This is a genuine question. Would this not be a more suitable platform for amateur musicians who have other primary sources of income?
1: Well, you know, the, to, to answer Jolie, the reason this came about is professional musicians, musicians working at the highest level, are out of work. They don't have a venue. They've got nothing right now, literally. Um, Broadway actors aren't working, you know, mm. opera, opera singers aren't working. I mean, the artists at the highest level aren't working. So Nash came about as a way to say, okay, let's try and create something using what everybody has in their home, the internet, as a way of building and getting audiences for artists. Artists will make the choice. They may say, you know what? I think I'm performing for free. Uh, I'm not getting compensated properly. I don't want to participate. That's a choice. You can say, I don't want to do that. And that's fine um this is you know something that people will make up their own minds whether they want to to list on nash or not and some people may be resistant to it you know if an artist says you know i don't want to perform for free and i feel like i'm not being compensated for my hard work boy i get that i get that that is a sad experience for so many fabulous fabulous performers and it's like yeah i, I I want you to get lots of money for this. I want you to be well compensated. Um, So I get it, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, NASH is not a for-profit venture. It's not a situation where we're trying to exploit artists to build up our website. Kind of the opposite. We're trying to provide a website so artists can make money. Um, How they do that and and how it works for them, well, as I said earlier, we're kind of learning. We're, We're we're making this up as we go along. If we become the Netflix for the arts, that'll help everybody. You know, rising tide, with soul boats. Um,
0: yeah. For me, the point of posting content anywhere uh, online, I mean, is is for attention. I mean, attention is the currency now for everybody that's trying to sell their stuff on social media um you know why post on youtube well because maybe you know one of their billion or however many they have people will run into it and and get exposed to your to your um to your work uh for free and that's a that pro, that that's a very low barrier for people to to get exposed to your stuff um you know you wonder if there will be a movement a cultural movement to just for people that will just kind of like in other other aspects of of our life like um organic food or other kinds of things like that where there's a cultural movement to buy local or to um uh to support local artists like like this is starting off as uh that that might generate some interest to the because of the cause Ah, uh, people will be attracted to to consuming their art this way, um, but that is, you know, do artists need another platform where where they provide content without compensation? Well, no, <laughs> but um, that's that's um, yeah, that uh, of course not. Ideally, it, you know, we live in a world where where you know this is more fairly. Um, fairly done, where artists can can live a, a a fair life, but you know the it also does um talk to you know make me think about what the value is of what we do, like if um at some point you know I always wonder and and this might be kind of a hot topic, but like what you know what is your you know, what is your real value of your of your art, you know um you know what is that monetarily what what do you feel like you deserve and that unfortunately i think a lot of those factors are outside our control and um like there are really great singers making a ton of money and or i should say really bad singers making ton of money and really good singers not very making very much money so it's just the nature of the beast on some level it's Um, not
1: it hasn't been sadly a meritocracy you know you and I know great, fabulous musicians that were going like, "Why aren't you famous? You're mm-hmm. incredible." Mm-hmm. Uh, and and people are attracted to fame. I mean, that's what you know. That's what the, you know. That's what draws people to celebrity. It's it's it can be incredibly maddening when you and you work so hard at your art and you see somebody who's basically just coasting and they're famous. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that that what you know what this lockdown is doing for you know in a larger sense i think in my opinion it's an opportunity to hit a giant reset button on yeah. so many levels everything has been disrupted and we get to choose what gets reinstated when this all comes back and some things will be better off left behind um but one of the hopefully nice things that would come out of this is the idea that uh, I like local art. I want to support my local artists. I like what's being done in my own backyard. I didn't even know I never saw this stuff before. I never ventured across it it never came across my radar so all of a sudden here's an opportunity for uh, me to look at stuff and go wow, this is in my neighborhood this is right down the street. these guys are great I yeah. want I want to, I want to support this. I want to be a part of this, or even more to the point, when we talk about um, you know, underserved communities, they might say, these people are telling my story. These people are talking my language. These people share a background with me and a belief system with me and everything else. I want to be a part of that. I want to support that. Um, yeah. I mean, it was always a hope that the internet might be a democratizing influence and a leveling influence that you lowered the bar for national and international exposure. You didn't have network gatekeepers that were preventing this from happening, or record labels were preventing that from happening. You were able to just go out and do your thing, and there it was, and people would find it. Well, as we know now, people have trouble finding it, that it gets buried in the millions and millions and millions of offerings on the net. Mm-hmm. So aggregating places like Nash is a way to cut through the noise and to say, okay, here's the best of, of our Northwest art for your perusal right here. You just come to this one site. You don't have to search all over the internet to try and find these people. You just come to this one place and there they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it says, okay, um, here's an opportunity to, to hit the reset button on the creation of audiences on the building of audiences on the getting your work out there um, and hopefully and and again it's it's we're trying to have this baked into the actual DNA of Nash the idea that we have as a priority setting up and creating ways for artists to make money for their work we're not going to beat around it we want artists to make money because we want artists to prosper and we want them to survive. If they don't prosper and survive, what's the whole point? We don't have an arts community then. I mean, Seattle's lucky. We're, we punch way above our weight in terms of the quality of our art here. Our music scene is astonishing. Our theater scene is amazing. You know, we're an international hub of dance. There, there, there are things happening in this community that are just way bigger and way better than it should be given the size of our population. And part of that is we've had a tradition of supporting the arts. But now the, the landscape has changed. So NASH is a lot of the people who supported the arts monetarily, up front, um, when it was only live for performance. Are, they're the people who are coming together to try and make NASH happen. And they're putting up money to make that happen too. And the mm-hmm. whole object there is to create again, this platform that cuts through the noise that makes the artists household names in their own community. You know, mm-hmm. I want people to think of choir music, choral music and go radiance. Oh my God. Have you heard those guys? They're sensational.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, John, that, that's, that's so great. And, um, I'm really happy you're you and your team, uh, are are really after it here and, and trying to trying to help us out. Um, I think we've we've touched on a lot of different topics. Is there anything you wanted to add before we wrap this up?
1: Uh, stay tuned. You know, check out yeah. in the next week or so.
0: so it'll be long. Launch- and- yeah, we launched mid middle of this week. You said.
1: Yeah, we we don't have a hard date yet, but the last thing I heard was going to be Wednesday or Thursday. Um, but we want your feedback. I mean, um, I think that the the comments that we've had here today were very on point, very germane, and um, it's exactly the kind of feedback that we're going we're going to want, we're going to need as we as we build this and as we find ways going forward. But I, I think people people need to understand what the motivation for this was, and the motivation is um, give give artists a way to be compensated for their work and a way to reach and build new audiences, Uh, reach out to underserved communities, uh, stand by the principles of gender and racial equity, and and really create a new venue and a new platform that artists and arts organizations can use to build themselves up and to create the audiences and the income streams that compensate them for the amazing work that they're doing. I
0: mean, yeah. Wow. That is that is exactly what we need now. And I really if I just might might end with that subscription idea that where people do pay. I mean that's kind of that's a kind of a that would be a bold move. I don't know if, if there's a, a funding I mean this would require much more funding than what uh, than what probably you are all ex- Uh, have in mind but just even that would be I think the first um, kind of service to if you did offer some money even if it wasn't very much you know for for when someone listens to one of the pieces we've made available on Apple Music or uh, Spotify we get every time they listen a fraction of a cent like three or four decimal places over. It's <laughs> incredible. It's it's almost offensive. <laughs> and there's
1: thousands of listens and we've got enough for a cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, this could be a position where you know where you can take this um take Nash and have a cultural, you know, we can culturally kind of pivot to this idea of of hey, you know, and I think this is becoming more and more in the in people's minds, is that we need to support artists, like, you know, like, like normal, like, we shouldn't take what they do for granted. And if there was such such a thing, where they can, you know, give money a month for a subscription like this, you know, for some kind of peace of mind, that they are doing their part to support Local art, then, um, you know, it might be, it might take off, you know, more than we think. But I guess you you you're in a much better position to gauge whether that would be helpful or not. Um, it, but that it, that would be an aggressive,
1: yeah. unheard of move. It it's it's in the cards, okay. I mean, it it's something that we we need to see if we've got if this thing has legs, if, yeah. if it's going to work, if it's going to take off, if we have build audiences. And there may quickly come a point where we go, well, let's take a look at a subscription service. Is that gonna Is that gonna work? Is that gonna make sense? Is are we gonna Are, are people gonna pay for that nominally? And then can we, you know, create income streams that way back to the artists? Mm-hmm. But, the, but the whole thing is, this is kind of artist run. I mean, you know, the yeah. people, like the 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 uh, nonprofit we're running through right now is the Northwest Film Forum, you know, and and. Uh, then we've got um, the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture people involved and arts Corps people involved and you know people like Vivian Phillips who are you know had been have been everywhere and, and uh, uh, you know the, the, these are these are people who um, have been at the heart of art in this community and they're all uh, part of this effort so you can say a lot of the decisions about what we do and what we don't do where we go where we don't go is going to come out of this a broad community-based advisory board that is heavy with artists. It's basically artist-centric. It's, we have we don't have any suits, <laughs> and uh, and that's um, that's where those decisions will be made. And they'll be looking at it from the standpoint of what works the best. I love the idea of a Spotify that actually pays people for their work. I mean, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we're there yet, but we might we might be. I mean, we we have broad ambitions for something that hasn't even launched yet. So uh, that's all I can say.
0: Okay. Well, great. Thanks. Thanks so much, John. And I look forward to the to the reveal midweek. And uh, we'll make sure to post all the relevant links in the description of this episode here. So well, thanks.
1: I really appreciate the opportunity. Take care. Right. Thanks so much, John. Talk to you later.